the Glenvor Podcast. I'm your host, JJ. Uh, I was going to say Whiskey Historian, but um, yeah, I'm probably going down a different channel uh, in Extreme Geek nowadays. But um, yeah, or Jason to some, or some other names I'm sure that have been uh, typed online or muttered under bated breath or something like that. Whatever. Uh, we are here to talk about Glenvor, and in particular, two of the recent articles that have landed on the website. First one uh, is one of the historical newspaper articles. These are always really interesting. This one is from the 31st of January 1963, so cast yourself back to that decade. And that's probably even before the swinging 60s. And it's a news story which uh, comes in with the headline, Britons who invented the stuff. Technically it was the Scots, and I know the Irish would say they invented the stuff, but you know that's open to debate. Uh, are drinking less scotch the world more so this shows a shift you know away from uh, the home base of the uk and scotch whiskey becoming more international more accepted abroad more in demand and it's sort of stemmed on the back of william burney who was the son of john burney who obviously was the founder co-founder of glenvor he used to do sort of annual whiskey statistics. As far as I'm aware, he was a trained accountant and obviously his family passion and knowledge was whiskey. So he combined the two and each year he would produce these widely accepted statistics. And he was really the only one out there that was doing it at the time. And because of that and his standing in the industry and his knowledge, quite often you would see uh, the Scotch Whiskey Association we've shown in one or two other articles uh, sort of an unofficial spokesperson for the Scotch whisky industry. So in this context, uh, they've picked up on the story that um, more will be exported abroad. Um, and perhaps in Scotland, the demand is sort of flatlining. But um, it's it's fascinating to see the legacy and the impact that William Burney was having through these statistics. I mean, it's well known, and we've documented this by by the towards the end of the sixties. He was actually saying, "Scotch is producing too much. We are going to have a real issue soon about overproduction, and it's going to be catastrophic." And he was right. That did happen. Nobody listened to him. They just kept in expanding, accelerating, extending where how um distilleries building new ones and eventually something had to give now does that have connotations in today's whiskey environment perhaps we're not really seeing anybody statistically out there like william who's independent giving their thoughts on trends and what may or may not happen but I, I certainly from my perspective as far as i can remember and probably the last decade people have been talking about the boom going pop and it hasn't. I think probably we might be venturing into a period of uh, not even growth, just slow letting out some air, slight deflation. Uh, I don't think it's going to be as rapid as what we saw in the late 70s, early 80s. But it, it is interesting that in a way we can, I think maybe in a few years time we'll be talking about history repeating itself. But in the 60s, they, 
William did have enough of a voice and enough of a presence, but still people did not listen to him. And eventually, as we know with Glenvor, they decided to get out of the industry in 72, uh, whereas, you know, their distilleries were highly sought after because they were Highland and perfect for uh, DCL who purchased them, wanted them for Highland malt because they were short in Highland malt, particularly for blending purposes. So we should listen look to the past to learn about today in the future and I think it's probably a slightly different scenario in terms of in this article um, they're talking about internationally drinking more I don't think we probably are drinking more now I think people are collecting more investing more and that's the added twist and maybe that's the foundation that's propping everything up at the moment who knows but it's it, hopefully you'll see in our document section on the website we do have some of these statistical reports the ones we have revealed are maybe very short four five six pages he did these every year so there should be more copies of other years there that we can look at and hopefully through time we can find some of them but as i said in the documents section you will see some of those articles right now the other article that's gone live today as I record this is the review of the McKinley's Old Scotch from the 1970s. Now you recall obviously we have um, the McKinley's and Bernie's were the two main founders and the families behind them. The McKinley brand, the blending brand operation went on into the 1970s, early 1980s. This is towards probably the tail end of that period. And I thought about this in my research, how deep do we go with the McKinley's? Uh, at the moment the focus has been on the distillery and documenting all the distillery. And I think slowly but surely we're now going to start weaving a web of the founders, their legacy through William Burney for instance, uh, Robert Robertson, the distillery manager, some names of staff. But also, I think you can't really look at Glenvor or Glenalbin without considering their day-to-day -day bread and butter, which was blends. And, you know, possibly not this blend, but certainly earlier editions, yes. And I say that because by the time this was probably bottled, I think this was probably mid-70s, DCL already purchased Glenalbin and Glenvor. They immediately stopped the official range. Uh, they still sold to independents, but generally the distillery was for blending stock. And I don't think that probably included rival blenders, if you know what I mean. So, this one is probably, a, certainly taste-wise, it was different compared to some of the McKinley's I've had before. I have several going back to the 1940s to do for you. And I think we're just going to try and piece together the blends and their legacy uh, in tandem with what we know about the site and the, the family as well and by looking at the McKinley's and the McKinley blends that should hopefully reveal new details about the Inverness distilleries themselves by chance who knows what we will stumble across so this was a good one to get out this one is you can still see this come up at auction it's generally overlooked it's quite an interesting blend because it's I wouldn't say it's hugely approachable or captivating. It's very, should I say, fuddy-duddy. It's 
old school in a certain way, but not fruity. It's got a bit of sootiness, density. It's probably a bit challenging for some people, and maybe some of the aromas aren't so pleasant and the taste as well. But it's definitely one you can get your mouth around and really think about, which in a way is good. You know, it's a little bit of an awkward blend. But, um, you know, I felt, you know, if uh, the longer I had with it, probably the more I would grow to like it. But at the moment, the way it is, middle of the road, five out of ten seemed to me a really suitable place to put it. And, you know, there's that essence you're potentially you're drinking Glenvor or Glenobin or someone else, you know, you, these have come together in a pseudo Indonesian style blend, perhaps, and yeah, different, a different blend. I would drink it again. I definitely felt that just letting it, after opening it, letting the dram sit for a while, but also letting the, the remaining contents in the miniature just sit for a few days, let things relax, open up and see where it takes us so another really good experience and we'll be doing another mckinley's uh, in a couple weeks and i'll just drop these in occasionally now and again uh, until pretty much we've got the definitive collection of mckinley reviews perhaps but uh, that's what it's about this is the fun part of research is the actual tasting of whiskey history uh, there are some not so glamorous or sexy parts to it but um, generally I really enjoy it and that is what matters. So on that note, I'll put links in below to the articles. Hope you enjoy them. Any questions, please let me know and I will see you again soon, hopefully.